I did a Bill and Ted impression for the Excellent Adventure episode. Yeah. What do I do this time? Let's do it again. Uh, dude. My name is Adeline K. McMurray. Uh, my name is is... Jackson William Henry Aloysius McMurray the third. And we are... I already said what my name is. The No Nerds Allowed. No Nerds Allowed. Okay, that's a better version of that. Yeah, you'll make that, you'll make that, you'll make that good when you edit it, right? (laughs) You'll like edit it so that it's good. Right, so it's funny. And it's like funny. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that in editing, right? Yeah, for sure. You take a class on that. (laughs) Do that in post. Okay. So, Adeline. Movie theaters are open again. Yes. And I am lucky enough to have a drive-in God. theater nearby. Um, yeah. And the first the first post-quarantine movie I went to theaters to see was The Personal History mm-hmm. of David Copperfield, starring Dev Patel. Was that movie good? It was pretty it was good. good. I was interested. This yeah, is not fun. This is not related to the topic of the episode, but it's a conversation we were having that I wanted to get on air. Um, mm-hmm. which is Little Women was a smash success. And now David yes. Copperfield. We, were, we went crazy for those miniature girls. We those, just loved it. And I feel like there's a new wave of just straightforward, high quality literary adaptations coming. What do you want to oh, yeah. see, I'm Adeline? I'm totally here for it. I want to fucking see a good Frankenstein movie. Mm, mm. Fucking please. Like, I don't want, I don't want a gritty reboot. I don't want, what if fucking Victor and the monster were in love? I don't want that. I just want you (laughs) to take the book and make a movie out of it because it's a good book and no one can do it. No Uh, one's done it. Imagine if they did that. Think about this for a second. Um, just a lady yes. writing letters the whole time? Sounds like a boring movie to me. What are you referencing? <laughs> Frankenstein. The book is structured in that it's all letters that somebody writes. It's an epistolary novel. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I've read, no, I've read Frankenstein. It is a, in someone writing letters. A lot of it is, it's Victor writing... They're not letters. It's like his journal. Are you super sure? Because it's Victor Frankenstein. It's an epistolary novel. Yeah, I read it in my epistolary novel. Yeah, he is writing. He is writing it. Well, because at first it's from Victor's perspective, and then it's from Victor's perspective as the monster tells him his story, and then it's the sea captain when Victor is dying. And that's the only time we shift narrators for some reason is when Victor dies and the sea captain's like, I'm going to (laughs) finish this book. But. I don't think it's letters. I think it's just him writing okay. in the journal. Right. If I remember, it might be letters, but he dies, so I don't know who he's sending the letters <laughs> to. Because he, as he is writing, his wife is already dead, and most of his family is already dead, right. so I don't know who he would be sending the letters to. Anyway, I don't want your fucking Hollywood bullshit. Just make a good movie out of this book. It's all I want. Um, Because... Because, well, Frankenstein got a bad rap because the first movie of it in the 30s or whatever was nothing like the book. It was just, like, we need a horror movie. This is spooky. We'll do that. Right. And they did it. 
but then that's forever the only image of Frankenstein we have for movies is that adaptation <laughs> right. that was kind of a bad adaptation. Right. So now anytime anybody makes a Frankenstein movie, they're not making a Frankenstein movie out of the book. It has to come from that movie. And even if they try to combine the two, they don't marry very well because the book is so, like... God, like it's just the monster like pouring out his soul about he does how he doesn't fit into the world and how he right. so badly wants to be a friend of humanity but they see him as a demon and then you have the original movie where it's just like a guy with bolts in his neck and right. it's like it's, it's just why i just want a good frankenstein movie i don't think that counts because i feel like that very much all right great fits into the monster <laughs> movie category we've got the dark universe rolling so I mean, that's fair, but that's gonna be bad. No, well, Adeline, <laughs> did you see Invisible Man? Because Invisible yeah, Man guess, fucking rips. No, shit. I heard Invisible Man was good. Yeah, I've heard that. That we talked a lot in the Rogue One episode about visual effects, money. and um, Invisible yeah. Man is like some of the best well, no, like practical VFX work I've seen in a really long time. Because she like dumps flour on him or something. Yeah. Well, but it's also, like, all the stuff, just, like, being manipulated by an invisible dude looks super good and real, and, like, there's all this mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, not to, um, uh... Talk about the invisible man. No, 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 no not, to, not to give it away, but, like, there's a bit at the end where, like, his suit is, like, malfunctioning, and it's, like, sort of flickering, sort of on and off, like, different parts of him, and it looks fucking mm-hmm. insanely good. It's, like, really, really impressive. Oh, is he... Is he in a suit? Yeah. I thought he was a ghost. He's got an invisibility suit. It's like a totally different... Oh, that's a little bit... Gotcha, gotcha. That's a little bit stupider, but it's fine. No, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. That's fair. Um, I thought it was just... Never mind what I thought the Invisible Man was about. (laughs) So so what do you think... It's just a guy and you can't see him. Okay, here's here's a better question. A more interesting because asking yes. like what straight ahead literary adaptation do you want to see is not that interesting of a question because the answer is kind of one word it's like just which one you want yeah. um uh and then i tell you and then you tell me that i'm wrong <laughs> right exactly um if you had to pick <laughs> would you rather go back to the early 90s and or the late 90s and early 2000s when every literary adaptation had to be about teens for some reason or yeah. would you rather just have straight ahead literary adaptations for a while? I just want straight ahead literary adaptations because I'm so good. I like that early 2000 teens, like it, this is kind of related, but like where we just like took stories and we like made them gritty. Like we had like the gritty Hansel and Gretel. We had gritty Snow White and the Huntsman. We had gritty Maleficent, just like everything. We were like, what if we took a classic story and made it, like, oh, like, skewed or twisted, a skewed point of view? Like, what if it, like, murder and it was, like, scary? And it's like, I just don't fucking give a shit. Please what just does that have to do with make normal movies. With, no, because it, that's the same kind of thing. It's taking a story and, like, skewing it in some way to, like, make, like, people more interested in it when people are just already interested in those stories because they're good stories you know like i would argue that I don't think most you need of the time a... they aren't okay but like what if okay jackson someone walked up to you and you're like do you want like a really good pretty interesting and well shot out well stylized like movie about othello or would you like one where a bunch of teens in a high school 
our Othello instead. I mean, I don't know. See, I would say that I would like the pretty one, but also, I'm not most people, so. <laughs> I mean, you can't, we could, see, here's the thing also, we could also just have both. It's true, is that's true. Thing. Um, but that's not your question. I'm just I being. Would rather, I would rather, like. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> are we done? Are we done talking? Is that the end of the podcast? What was that? Okay. So, <laughs> speaking of new movies in theaters, by the way, David Copperfield was good. Benedict yes. Wong rocks the house. Benedict Wong is probably my favorite actor. Um, good. Great. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music was literally of. There were three movies that opened with theaters. And they were Bill and Ted 3, The New Mutants, and The Personal History of David Copperfield. How weird is that? Yeah. What a weird collection of movies. Because, <laughs> yeah. first of all, I didn't even know about Copperfield till like, the day before it uh-huh. came out. Because, like, for some reason, that's when they started advertising it. It was, like, a day before it came out. Uh, which was probably smart, Compared to what New Mutants did, it's <laughs> right. Oh yeah, because I like I knew about it and I had, like okay, seen that trailer and I like knew it was on the horizon at some point, but it wasn't until I like opened up the AMC mm-hmm. app to be like, "What's coming?" It was like, "Oh, like David Copperfield's like mm-hmm. right now." Yeah, did you you Jackson? Did you watch New Mutants yet? No, I still haven't. I'm trying to save money a I, little bit. I gotta see. No, it, I totally though. get it. I totally understand, but like I just, I just, I want to know, and I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I think I want to know before I watch it, because I just, I right. want to know <laughs> what happened. How did that end up being? <laughs> did that? Yeah, apparently, like, it's super. Did they bad. do it? Oh hell I, yeah! It's, <laughs> That's what's my so dream. funny to me about it is that Bill Sankowitz, who is the illustrator on the New Mutants run, that that movie is. Definitely, yeah. definitely, Basically. like, very indebted to. Um, yeah. Has been, like, apparently very closely involved in the movie. And I've seen him yeah. on Twitter, like, constantly, like, stumping for this movie, being like, hey, we're so proud of this, and it's really incredible, and, you know, it's been a long, hard road, but we put in the work, and we're doing this, and, like, everyone was like, okay, okay, like, Bill Sankowitz well, is, like, yeah. excited. Um, but, like... And now, like, it came out, and it's got, like, a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, and everybody hates it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's, like, it's, they totally, like, I want to say it's not their fault that it's a bad movie, because they just got (laughs) screwed over, like, 12 billion times, but at the same fault, at the same time, it definitely is their fault, so, like, I don't, like, sorry, like, like, there was no universe um, where this came out and it was a perfect movie. There's just no way in hell. I read, it's, it's funny because for a long time, the way they were trying to spin it was like, oh, you know, like, it's just not working out. It's fine. Like, everything's still good. We're just doing, like, a lot more reshoots than a normal movie would. Because, you know, we're very, we have our shit together, but it's like, if anything, it's probably good that we're doing those reshoots because it means that we're like self-aware yeah. enough to know when something. Maybe isn't we'll working. get we'll get a better movie out of it. Because yeah, like you guys, so come on. That was what the marketing was like yeah. when they were like announcing. All this <laughs> you stuff. guys, please um, come on, just come give then, us a shot, um, man. Basically, when I I read this thing that was like a, like an oral history of the New Mutants, it was an article on Esquire, I think. Um, 
And yeah. it, it was just based on like what people are saying now, it was like textbook. Like the director wanted one thing, but the studio didn't think it was smart and he had a much bigger, more creative idea, but the studio was freaked out by it, so they made him reshoot it. Yeah. Like total textbook, like studio troubled production yeah. kind of things. Um, but the only thing that was interesting to me was that the first round of reshoots, quote unquote, apparently mm-hmm. because the movie's budget was decently low, um, cause you know, it's obviously, it doesn't have the same budget as like a regular X-Men movie yeah. or an Iron Man or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- the studio literally basically told them to start over once they had their first cut. They were like, we are willing, <laughs> like basically you've spent probably like $15 million on this already. Go ahead, mm-hmm. just do another 15, try again. Let's <laughs> like... Just put everything in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Put 15 like... million in the toilet and just start over. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, yeah, it's fine. Just try again. We'll see. We'll see if we yeah. like the next one better. Because I remember from the like very first like previews that we were getting that first time when they thought that they were going to be able to make a movie... Right. That it was like a horror movie. Like that was like their Definitely. take. It was like it's like it's like superheroes, but it's like a horror take on superheroes. And we're like, okay, right. all right, yeah, I yeah, yeah, cool. And now they're like, it, it's a superhero movie. Please watch it. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, exactly. it's okay. <laughs> and then you know, it seems it's like it has normal. like a little bit of like genre trappings to it. They're like, oh, it's a little yeah. bit scary. But the first trailer, like, yeah. definitely was like, this is a horror movie. It will scare you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I do not feel worried yeah, that I'm going scary. to be scared by the current state of New Mutants. Except but, on, in, in terms of how I feel about the industry, that's pretty scary. Duh, mm. scary stuff. In the this world, economy? It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good world out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the only thing I'll be scared of you is wanna... the coronavirus. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, what if the scariest beast is actually man? man. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, okay. And do you want to talk um, about the movie? Yeah. Ian said he liked New Mutants. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm just, I'm parroting yeah, what other people this have said. This is our I'm opinion about to... a movie we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, Bill, so we should say, the two of us have only ever seen the first Bill and Ted. Uh, before yes. this podcast in the last few days, both of us watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and both of us watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. The topic of the yeah. podcast is still going to be Face the Music as much as we can help it, but we are going to spend some time talking about Bogus Journey. We're dipping our uh, toes into Bogus Journey. Yeah, because Adeline doesn't like it, and I think I might actually like it better than I like the original one, I frankly. it's just... I think I still think the original one is my favorite. I, the sequel was just so weird, like yeah. compared to like we talked about the first. Like the first one is such. What's so nice about the first one is such. It's such a straightforward plot that we like just get right. going and we just start having fun with the thing that we set up. But then Bogus Journey, we just do. I, you you never figure out what we're doing. It, it, no. We're doing it, but like it's. There's you, literally... you you know okay so the guy comes back he he's doesn't like the perfect future right. he sends a robot to kill Bill and Ted who right. is this guy he's an ex gym teacher that's all we know about him some weird Maybe extremist not, we don't need to know Whatever. okay hold on why are you no 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 I was about okay. to say we don't need to know it doesn't okay. matter but Thank it's you. just Thank he's you. E- evil guy 
Right. But then, so we send the evil robots back. The evil robots kill Bill and Ted, but then they're also gonna kill the babes, and also they're gonna tank the performance, is the idea. Yeah, they're just trying to but fuck so up the majority, their lives. Yeah, after they've killed them already. But, so the, the movie is just Bill and Ted trying to get back in order to stop the robots, but the things that we right. do in order to do that make no... <laughs> Are awesome. like, it's fun, no. don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> fun. It's just so different from the original. Like, yeah. they... First of all, they die. <laughs> Second of all, they right. go to they hell. They die straight up. They Third talk of to all. <laughs> but then, okay, but like, but then they go to heaven. It's like, okay, after they go to hell, when they go to heaven, heaven is not a surprise after they go to hell. What is a surprise is that there are Martians in heaven, and we bring Martians yeah. back from the dead yeah, and on cool. Earth <laughs> in order to build... <laughs> yeah horrifying robots in order to kill no, the robots that those are those robots bad. rip so hard. Are those are so, the best cinematic so robots. They're so scary, Jax. Their hands, they're all like weird and <laughs> short. So and like got like, like, no, they're so scary. This movie got, like wigs me up as a kid. <laughs> it's, they're it's terrifying. <laughs> For the fucking... The, Ted looks like the little girl who comes out of the well in that one horror movie. Like, it's so... The ring? <laughs> she comes out why of the TV, we name but that, whatever. Why did we... No, but she comes out of well in the video, and then and then she comes out of your TV when you play the video. Okay, Watch I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> anyway, it's terrifying and <laughs> scary. Okay. But, like, yeah. It's... This, the robots yeah. are good. Like the Martians are good. There's a part where the two Martians combine the, into one big Martian and they turn into a horrifying like, flesh ball in the parking lot of a hardware store. Yeah, I it's like the so big good. Martian more than I like the two little Martians. I will say that. Right. He's got Harry and the Henderson vibes. I don't like his yeah. giant ass. That's not a thing that I like. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. They've got, like, a butt crack that goes, like, all the way up and down the length of their back. And it's really good. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Good stuff. And, like, fuck it. They have that shot where he's building the robots in the car. And they keep just getting to a reaction shot of, like, the guy in the costume just, like, jiggling, like, up and down, like, as he's building <laughs> yeah. stuff. And it's just so disturbing. And I hate it. It's not. I like, I think it's a really good. I movie. feel like I'm going. I feel like I'm like going like too hard against this movie because like it's fun. It's fine. I don't not like it. I'm just saying it's so weird and so different from the original movie right. that it just like wasn't. Like I even I even knew the basic plot because I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'm like I know that they die, and that they're trying to stop the evil robots from ruining their lives. But I just I wasn't I wasn't prepared. <laughs> For There's... all the things that we do. <laughs> so, if I'm remembering correctly, if I could just lay it out, they die, and f so first they just talk to death. Um, death is like, yeah. hey, hey, I'm here to take you to the afterlife. And then they give him a wedgie and they run away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember exactly how they end up in hell. Because it's not like they just died and went to hell. It's like okay, they... Okay, no, so here's, here's what happens. So Missy... Is into seances, I guess. Right. We, oh, that's right. They get banished to hell by Missy. Yeah, because they, so they're dead and they're trying to get somebody to help them to fight the robots. So they're like, they try, they possess their dad and it doesn't work. 
And so they're like, right. okay, well, let's go to Missy's and maybe Missy will help. But so Missy's having a seance. So they interrupt the seance and they're like, Missy, it's Bill and Ted. We're like totally dead. And like, you gotta like come and help us. And so she freaks the fuck out and banishes them to hell. <laughs> to hell. Yeah, it's really good. And, and there's so this she, part where they're in hell and they're like both experiencing their own personal worst fears. And there's this shot where they yeah. like run back towards each other screaming and then meet up and Ted goes, Bill, hell sucks. I just think yeah. that's so <laughs> okay. funny. Like he's surprised about it. It's part, so good. The first part is that well, they're like at the like beginning of hell where they're just like on a rock and they like <laughs> see the devil and so it's like all like the like devil imagery and they're like, dude, I like this Ted. And then <laughs> they go to hell and then he's like, hell sucks, dude. It's great. Yeah, that part's it's great. So good. Anyway. Then they go to heaven, and there's this great moment where they're, like, trying to figure out how to get in. So they, like, pull three people off to the side and, like, steal their clothes. And there's this moment where Bill is just like, Ted, we're in heaven, and we just mugged three people. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, really We better get out of really here before funny. we ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then they talk to God, and they're just like, yo, uh, we mugged three people? Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. And then, but then God gives them, like, a thing, and then we never use the thing that God gives them. Oh, that's right. I, wait, what is it that he gives them? I don't remember. I watched it yesterday. It's, like, that clear, like, I watched it, like, four hours ago. It's, like, a right. clear, like, clock kind of thing that Bill, like, holds. But then as soon as we meet the Martians, they don't use it anymore. So I don't I have know zero memory of what that. that was. Yeah, okay. because they don't do it. God gives them a thing, and they don't do anything <laughs> right? with it. Um, you know. But yeah, and then, like, the gag is like, oh, and, uh, hey, God, could you send us, like, the best scientists in the whole universe to build a good robot to help us fight the bad robots? And God's like, hell yeah, yeah. dude, I got you. So he sends them a couple of aliens. And there's this line where Death is like, you didn't really think the best scientists in the universe would be from Earth, did you? And they're like, oh, I guess we didn't think about that. And it's like these two two dudes in costumes and like weird gnarly Martian costumes. It's really good. Weird little dwarf nightmare and then at monsters. The, and then at the end, their big band is fucking the two of them and their wives and Death on the base. And two aliens yes. on the drums, and two mm -hmm. robot versions of themselves. Who are just like, dancing. Who are just dancing, and I I think it's so funny. I think it's so good. Um, I I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, but anyway, that's our that's our quick moment on Bill and Ted Two. Bill and Ted Two. This has been divisive. Who knows? This has been Adelina Jackson's bogus <laughs> review. R bogus review of Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Jury's still Bill out on Bill and Ted 2. Is it good? Who's to say? Experts disagree. Who's to say? Um, but, One uh, in three dentists. <laughs> say it's good. Um, that say would be a really bad. fucking... If I ever am marketing a movie, I would... Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, six out of ten dentists like this movie. Okay, Jackson, that's going to be for Dead Ted, whoa, Jesus Christ, Deadpool 3, just so you know. Yeah. I almost said Deadpool. <laughs> that's definitely going to be. Bill and Deadpool. Yeah. Bill, yeah, you're right. Deadpool yeah, 3 that's... is definitely going to have like 9 out of 10 dentists recommend okay. Deadpool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
recommend Deadpool, but, but then it's like, oh, but he'll punch out, he'll shoot your teeth out because it's oh man, Deadpool. with a gun. He's, he's yeah, he's scaly. He's you want to like know what's dad. interesting? What's interesting about Deadpool? Is that, like, the marketing what of that movie was so much built around, like, oh, he says fuck, he kills guys, and it's, like, violent and huge, and there's boobs in it, and, like, we're going out of mm-hmm. our way to, like, really sell on the point, like, how vulgar it is. But in reality, that movie is, like, a pretty regular R-rated movie. Bad. It's, like, not yeah. especially body, I guess. Well, I don't know. it's, like... Well, because it's a Marvel movie, so they're like, oh, it's the bad Marvel movie. And I feel like that also comes out of, like, the stupid DC criticism that's like, oh, DC's dark and gritty and Marvel's for babies. So I feel like it was like, oh, here's the Marvel one where he says fuck and he shoots people. And it's like, (laughs) But it's like, it's just pretty pretty good. It's not that. Yeah, it's like literally, it's like. It's funny. Yeah, it's like there's more blood in it and he does swear. Yeah. And then there are some boobs in it. But it's like, like, the same could be said of, like, pretty much every R-rated action movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the blood isn't even that bad, because, like, I don't like... I'm fine with blood. I don't like, like, inside of the body stuff. I don't like that stuff. So, like, it was just, like, a lot of blood. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm fine. Get good, Deadpool. Um, And then I (laughs) fucking flipped him off and he came out of the tv because he was breaking the fourth wall and he punched me knows he's in a movie that i got to Um, sue him for a hate crime (laughs) wow what was he discriminating against you for being a woman being (laughs) that's not what a hate crime is well i hated it (laughs) he said that he's like i don't like you because you're a woman you're right not even jaw. because you don't like the because you don't like the movie you flipped me off specifically just because you're a woman and then yeah. <laughs> i sued him and i won yeah. and that's why there's not a deadpool 3 it's because that... i won that lawsuit you're welcome um, i so... saved humanity from deadpool 3 <laughs> three if we if we yeah. move on to bill and ted face the music the first yes. post coronavirus feature theatrical release um Mm-hmm. We seem to be torn in the opposite direction on this movie because you seem to be pretty. Yeah, you seem to be pretty into it, and I was fairly unimpressed. Yeah, I just like I don't want to say it's like the best movie of the year, but like just like it, it was like what I expected it to be. Like it's pretty funny overall. Yeah. It's just really nice. Like uh, I, we talked about how much we hate the word wholesome when describing Bill and Ted, but like it is pretty <laughs> right. wholesome. Like I, I think we do some fun things. The special effects get a little, a little bad. It, it's get, yeah. it gets very green screeny, but like it's not, <laughs> yeah. like it's not perfect. But like it's fun, and I really liked it. I just, it, I cried. <laughs> I guess, honestly, I think, like, the last, and, you know, obviously, spoiler alert for this movie, it's still a fairly new release that not a lot of people have seen. Um, Oh, yeah. To me, I think the ending really soured a lot of what I liked about it. Because I was really weirded out, because, I mean, look, at the end of Bill and Ted 2, it's like... They played the song at the right time, and now they fulfilled their destiny. Like, the world worked, right? Like, everything, they mm-hmm. fulfilled, like, the whole part of this. Like, the story's completed, sort of, you know? The whole and then, thing, they did it. Yeah, and then Bill and Ted 3 is sort of saying, like, oh, but actually, 
that wasn't it. And now it's 30 years later and they still haven't actually fulfilled their destiny, even though they thought they should have by now. And that's sort of the driving, like, emotional conflict of the movie. Which I like. I think it is interesting Mm -hmm. in that it sort of speaks to the, like, Gen X experience of, like, growing up and being, like, young, dumb, and full of cum and, like, wanting to change the world and being angry about things and, like, Mm -hmm. and then just sort of not really doing that and then, like, being, like, 45 and being like, well... I guess we kind of, <laughs> I guess we kind of didn't do yeah, what we like, kind of thought we were going to do. Yes, I got to get um, an office job now. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It sort of, it speaks to that, that sort of cultural experience in a way that I think is really sort of smart and interesting. Um, mm-hmm. In the sense that it's like Bill and Ted literally were told they were going to fix everything in the world and then they just kind of didn't. And they're like, but we were supposed to. Whatever happened with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, but- why didn't we fix everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why didn't that happen like we thought it would? Um, why, didn't that? why is the environment still bad? Yeah, but, and I think, and so I like that as an idea. I like them, like, still trying. And all the stuff where they're, like, going into the future and talking to their future selves and stuff, I think is great. And yeah. I think the idea of they don't do it by themselves, they do it with the help of their next generation of their kids, of, like, sort of Gen Z, yeah. is cool too. I think all that stuff is good. I'm really annoyed mm-hmm. by how much sci-fi rule establishing there is in this movie. Um, because yeah, what I love so much about the first the two, two... Yeah, mm-hmm. what I love so much about the first two is how fast and loose they are with everything. Like, yeah. it's interesting, funny time travel stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like, it requires basically no explanation. Right? Um, yeah. But, and then you cut to Bill and Ted 3 and it's like, oh, the universe is unraveling mm-hmm. and normally the rules are Prisoner of Azkaban rules, but just right now, only right now, it's like yeah. Star Trek rules where you can change the past. And also, like, some people, for some reason, we don't know the past, but here's why we don't know the past. And some people yeah, think and- that the world changed because Bill and Ted died. And some pe- it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, just have it be like, yeah. they didn't do it yet. They still got to do it. They don't know how they're going to do it. They, If it were me, I would clean it all up. I would be like, they come to the future. Yeah. Those people are like, yo, you didn't do it yet. You got to do it because, like, you have to. Like, because, like, look. And they're mm-hmm. like, fuck, you're you right. We do really got to do it. But they, like, add all these weird stakes where they're, like, the universe is unraveling and anything could happen, you know? And, like, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't think it needs it. And it really, really, like, I think just bogs down the movie and, like, more bullshit than it needs Mm -hmm. to function. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I totally get that. Because, like, the first two movies really are, like... Like, like, I kind of wish that they kind of did what they try to do with, like, the open narration where the daughters are like, so we, our dads thought that they did the thing, but then they did it, so let's go. Like, you feel right. like that's gonna be all the, like, prerequisite that there's gonna be. But, like, mm-hmm. I wish they would have done, just pulled, like, the original and done a Rufus, where it's like, this is the future, it's pretty great, but it almost wasn't, and then just, like, fucking go. And like, and yeah, not totally. to be like the oh, the the industry is the true monster, but like honestly, <laughs> right. I don't know. I do feel like we're kind of living in a time where like people, especially like with sci-fi and stuff, like people mm. have a really high expectation for sci-fi, and like 
because so many sci-fi things exist with such clear rules and such clear like lore around them like when something Mm -hmm. tries to like ignore the rules i feel like people kind of get upset about it like i feel like they felt like they had to explain things more or else people would be like like that's a fucking plot hole bruh bad (laughs) movie like you know and i mean and don't get me wrong i am going to see tenet (laughs) tonight um and when i sit down to that movie I am fucking expecting him to beam rules directly into my brain for two and a half hours. <laughs> That's put what a I... paragraph <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And when I go to see Tenet, I want as many goddamn rules as possible. Okay, but for yes. for Bill and That's Ted, not Bill and Ted, I am expecting. Yeah, for Bill and Ted, I am expecting a complete absence of rules. If anything, I yes. want there to be. Zero rules for Bill and Ted. Yeah, I want them um, to be like, "Well, why don't we just put the song under this bush when we're all done, and then it'll be there, and then we'll do that." I'll be like, yeah. "Great, cool." And there is a little bit of that. I love the stuff where they're like chasing each other around in Dave Grohl's mansion, which is funny. Yeah. Um, well, I love like, it when they're like, "How are we gonna do something that we can't remember?" So they just like put buckets on their heads and like fall off a balcony, yeah, and they're like, really "That'll funny. do it." It's like, they know everything yeah. we're going to do, so we have to not know what we're going to do. So they put buckets on their head yeah. and just, like, stumble around the mansion. They're like, fuck, we don't remember where they went because we couldn't see back then. It's yeah. really good. And then Ted's dad fucking dies two <laughs> seconds later. And there's a good, and there's a really great line, too, where after they do that bucket head thing, the old Bill and Ted are like, crap, I thought they would forget to do it. Like, as if yeah. <laughs> it was just going to be different that time. Really it's really good. Um, and it's like, I love, I do feel like there are things that this movie, I don't know about the production of this movie a lot. I feel like there are a lot of little things that this movie, like, establishes and then doesn't come back to. Like, mm-hmm. they talk about, like, the daughters. First, I love the daughters so much. They're yeah. Relatable content that I want. But <laughs> Literally just, me. When they're, like. Literally me. Hating when people say the same thing over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like it's they they kinda touch on it where the grandpa's like they well they're like they're named after you and they're just like you. They don't do anything all day. And it's like all they do is listen to music. And they kind of like pepper it in throughout the movie that like they don't make music the traditional way. They make music with like samples and stuff right right which i which would be another cool like culture clash thing to talk about where like people are like oh that's not music you're just putting samples together but like they're Mm -hmm. having fun and enjoying the things that they like yeah and that could have been a thing that we could do but we didn't we didn't have time or yeah think about it or whatever i mean they do at the end but yeah they do at the end and it's a payoff but it's like a payoff for something we like kind of established you know yeah and i mean i think if you were paying attention and you noticed that then it's like oh Right. As much as I love Billy and Thea in this movie, I'm, on the other hand, yeah. because this movie very much posits them like, oh, they're just like Bill and Ted. And they're like, oh, dude, most bodacious. And you're like, I kind yeah. of would like to see like sort of a... A little a, bit more modern. Well, yeah, like sort of a rejiggering, like, what is the modern equivalent of Bill and Ted? Like... Yeah. Not necessarily they act exactly like Bill and Ted, but it's like, you know, in the 80s, Bill and Ted were like, you know, these like deadbeats who can't really pay attention and like they don't really have any aspirations other than like their music career, I guess. Like it would be cool if they were both like SoundCloud rappers 
with like four followers. Yeah. <laughs> and they they were do just very like, much feel like girls who have TikToks and that's just like all they do. That's very much the vibe, but they, again, yeah. it's not something that's like fully explored it's, and it's something that could Right, happen. yeah. It's sort of it's sort of like what we were talking about with Austin Powers. I feel like a lot of what we talked about in the Austin Powers episode comes up a lot on this podcast, but like I yeah. feel like people tend to want things to be exactly the same from generation to generation. And it just yeah. isn't. And there are things that are similar and there are sort of direct relationships between things, but or the, things are influenced by other things. Right. And it's like you know, it's like we were talking about, like, in the 60s, the, like, hippie movement was, like, a counterculture, and, like, the modern counterculture in that movie would have been, like, the grunge movement, and we would have liked to see that sort mm -hmm. of interact. And I think the sort of, like, modern-day equivalent of, like, a Bill and Ted type would not be a Bill and Ted type exactly. It would be yeah, it would some be other cultural, cultural movement that still speaks to the same things and has the same energy, same energy, as it were. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, same, same uh, but, you know, not be exactly the same. Uh, yeah. that, I sort of well, wish I they would do a little bit more legwork on that front. Yeah, well, because I think what's interesting is that if we're having that generational discussion, because we have the dad who's like the boomer generation, and then you have Bill and Ted who are like Gen X, and then you have the daughters who are like Gen Z. But so right. it kind of, they use uh, the boomer dad just as like the parallel to both sets of bill and ted if you will where he thinks mm -hmm. the same thing of both of them right. where he's like you guys are failures you didn't do anything and they're just like you because they're doing the same thing quote unquote which i think is fair mm -hmm. but i think bill and ted should not get what their daughters do until the end of the movie yeah you know, i think that like, would be good too yeah where they were like they're like yeah we love music why aren't you guys making music? And they're like, well, we are making music. We're just doing it like a different way. Like that right. kind of like conversation where like it does set up where it's like a Bill and Ted come to like a new understanding of like their daughters after right. they're like, oh, you are making music. It's just different from how we make music. Right. Like instead of them just being like, great job, daughters, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on that because on the one hand, I think that is an interesting idea. It's like, oh, and maybe they even like mm -hmm. have a new respect for their own fathers, like kind of knowing what it's like to not mm -hmm. understand what your kids are doing and to worry about the viability of them like surviving, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, now that we're parents, we kind of get our own dads and maybe there could be something there. Like all that stuff is interesting yeah. and cool and I might like to see it. But on the other hand, I do really like the two of them just, like, weirdly being best friends with their daughters. <laughs> it's like there's something yeah, really that, funny that about that Yeah, it is really me. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where they're just like, like, yeah, we love our daughters. They're super cool. It's just like, yeah. hey, that's good. <laughs> And it's, like, they play it just perfectly where it's, like, that one scene where it's, like, the four of them just, like, hanging out and talking that, like, each yeah. daughter thinks the the other one's dad is super cool. Is, like, like, cooler. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, because in reality that would never be, like, oh, I think my dad's super cool and awesome and I love him very yeah. much. <laughs> it's, like, I like all the things he's yeah. into. It's, like, that is not how people work. Yeah. <laughs> but your friend's yeah. dad is fair game. <laughs> like you can be so yeah, into your for friend's being dad. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it's just fun. You know, it's a little bit stretched of what I think a real person would behave like, but I find it weirdly more believable because they like weirdly latch onto each yeah. other's dads as like being oh, no, like, totally. cool, fun yeah. people. Um, yeah. 
Like, I, if they could have, like, added one more line, it's like, they both go, like, man, your dad's so cool. <laughs> like, that would have been fun. <laughs> right, yeah. They exactly. do, like, that in unison talking that they do. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, oh, God, I just love, I love Billy and Thea so much in this movie. I love when they go back, because they kind of, I feel like this movie tries to do both excellent adventure, excellent right. adventure and mm-hmm. bogus journey at the same time. Where yeah. so the girls are kind of doing the excellent adventure while the guys are kind of doing the bogus journey and they come back and do face the music is what happens. <laughs> right. But I, I think, like... But that's I, honestly... I love... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I love... It's not... What they do is different than excellent adventure because it's... First of all, it's the B plot, so we're not focusing on them as much. Right. But I do really love how they interact with the people that they go back in time for differently because they're not going back in time for every reason for history they're going back specifically for music so for them to go back to like Jimi hendrix and be like oh well Jimi hendrix was inspired by blah 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 so we can get him and he was inspired by blah 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 and like how they can like use their knowledge of music to like build off of each other and make this kind of weird kind of like through line through history of music is like really cool and i really enjoy it yeah. No, I think that's cool, but too. But it's I, not excellent adventure. There was a part of me, I really thought where they were going with it was like, oh, Bill and Ted didn't actually, like, save the world all at once through one song. Maybe they just used their, like, what I thought they were, like, building up to is, like, Bill and Ted just become, are just <laughs> very talented musicians. And they inspire a next generation of musicians who inspire a next generation of musicians after that. Like, building a tapestry Mm -hmm. and like making the world a better place through just the generalized idea of music and their role in it is very important. Just like Jimi Hendrix or Louis Armstrong. That's what I thought they were doing. Turns out what they were doing is doing a lot of extra work to make it exactly make sense. How one song at one time could perfectly unite the universe, which I also don't like. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's that, that is a clunky beat. I'm going to, we keep, Going back to Will Ferrell's, I can't think of, what's the movie called about Eurovision? Oh, Eurovision Song Contest, colon, the story of Fire Saga. Fire Saga, that's it. Keep going back to the movie of like, because that movie's like the perfect example of where something happens and it's not that good, but because it is like the culmination of like things that are established, it like makes you cry and it's very effective even if the thing itself is like so cliche or like not actually very well developed but just like hits the right thing so it is right like effective even if it's not effective but like them all like just singing the song together is still super effective even if they get there in a weird way and maybe it's a little sloppy it's still like it's still you're like it's good (laughs) right okay so two points first of all i think that um because i don't know i think that's something i like about the first two movies is just the premise is inherent, like, how goofy it is that you could play a concert and sing one song, and because of that instant, that mm-hmm. is when the future becomes a glorious metropolis because of your stupid rock and roll song. Like, there's a yeah. certain absurdity to that that is just inherently funny. But if you go forward and you provide a convoluted sci-fi premise for actually how that could really happen, is like, I don't want that i want them to play a song at a concert at one time and everybody in the world to come together and decide that they love each other that's what i (laughs) want to happen literally that's what i think would be funny like trying to make a more realistic version of that 
I think is too much is work for a worse want. payoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. But also, I think, I mean, what you said, it's kind of trying to do Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, which I don't, I'm not really very inspired by. Because, like, Bill and Ted 1 is like, what yeah. if we went through history and got famous figures so we could do blah, blah, blah. It's, like, all about them going through time. And then Bill and Ted 2 is, like, mm-hmm. so much weirder, where they're like, what if we died and went to hell and then went to heaven? We're, like, exploring the afterlife and, like, different facets of it. It's, like, totally yeah. different thing that still sort of expounds on the same goofy... Idea. Science fiction premise, right? And then yeah. with the third one, they're like... Uh, what if they went back in time to get famous people and also went to hell? What if we just did both of them in one? Is yeah. that anything? And I'm like, I mean, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I mean, um, I I do I do feel bad for them a little bit because the second one is so weird. I don't know yeah. how you how do you how do you top that? It's so weird. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. They already um, died. What do you want? <laughs> We can't do anything do else. Again. I mean, I don't know. Think about it. <laughs> if you if you were pitching Bill and Ted 3, what would be your, like, bonkers gonzo third installment be? Like, they traveled through time. They traveled to I the don't... afterlife. <laughs> what do you yes. do next? I mean, going through space and I, going to I mean, talk I think to the aliens logical... would be cool, right? Well, I think the logical next step would be, like, alternate universes, which they kind of... They, they dance around alternate universes in this one right. because they keep saying, like, there are infinite pasts that are connected to infinite futures and, like, these futures that you are seeing don't aren't necessarily the future that you'll get if you do things right. And it's like, okay, I get that. So we're, like, we're, like, dancing around alternate universes in order to still be talking about time travel, weirdly, you right. know? Right, yeah. So, like, I, I feel like good. if you just kind of stuck with fun. alternate universes... Yeah. I think... Alternate universes are a slippery slope, as anyone who's heard me complain about Bioshock Infinite can attest to, is that you have to be careful because, no, because there are ways that you can do alternate universes where you do something and then nothing matters anymore, because you can just go to an alternate universe where you've already done something. And that would kind of be the plot point, would be like, oh, let's go to an alternate universe where we did figure it out and just go ask ourselves. (laughs) Like, you think that's going to be, like... And then they go to an alternate universe where they got arrested and they went to jail or they go to an alternate universe and like all oh, their Martians. Like so like that feels like what they would do. And right. it would kind of be like sidestepping the plot holes of alternate universes by just being like, no, the plot is the plot hole, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, that rules. Um Yeah, it exactly. It could sort of be like, what's that um what's that Simpsons episode where Homer keeps going back in time to dinosaur times and coming back and everything's ruined? Uh, it's yeah. one of the Treehouse of Horror like episodes that. where it's like every yeah. time he goes back in time, he accidentally steps on something. It would be like that, except every time Bill and Ted like jump into an alternate universe, they're like, oh, this one's mostly normal. But then people have weird tongues or whatever. They're like, I don't know. Should we just settle on this one? Is that close enough? Is this one uh, good? Or like they keep there or there would be like a, there would be like an emotional beat where they like find the perfect alternate universes. It's like, oh, but in this perfect universe, you don't have your daughters. And they're like, oh, oh but we love our cool daughters. And then yeah. they leave and they try to find one. Yeah. Remember in that like episode that. of that The Simpsons? That would be my pitch. Remember that in that episode of The Simpsons where Homer just gives up and goes back in time and starts fucking beating the shit out of a whole bunch of dinosaurs and like yeah. chopping down <laughs> trees and stuff. It's really good. Exactly. Um, uh, okay, that's a good pitch, which is they could say, like, all the universes are also, like, part of the 
the universe and like part of their work has to be like saving yeah. people in other universes not just their own universe that could be something yeah. cool too yeah just because um, there's alternate universes doesn't mean that this universe doesn't exist kind of right doesn't yeah matter you know all the like, universes count oh, we they are leave. a real thing yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah yeah cool stuff see that is the kind of stuff i want out of this and not just what if it yeah. was both of the previous movies what if it was both the movies yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if we I wanna... do, I love, that's another weird thing that we, like, kind of establish and then never come back to, where that robot is maybe that girl's ex-boyfriend, <laughs> is maybe him come back is to life. The, wait. What's up with that robot? Well, that robot, that robot cranks me up. It looks like, he looks like a I know, robot I, from that a robot fucking is so funny. Jonathan Hickman comic book. It's so good. Yeah, um, and I love, I love it when he, like, accidentally, like, lasers the whole B-team, and he's just like, <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's really oh, funny. Oh no. <laughs> just, like, See, for, like, the thing. so long. That's the thing about this movie, is that for all the things that I've been complaining about, the reality is still that it's pretty funny and very charming. It's pretty And fun funny. to watch. Yeah. Pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Right? And as much as there are I things love, about I'm, it I was disappointed by... I still, like, had a good time, and I'm glad I watched it, and yeah. I'm, like, happy it exists in a certain kind of way. I just, I wish, I wish it was more, more, more along the same what trajectory set up by the, by the first two movies, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I love when they go to hell, and they're like, yo, where's our daughters? <laughs> and those two devils are like, oh, they were super nice. They went, they went over that way, and then the robot comes by, and they're like, why is there a robot in hell? Just like these two like <laughs> yeah. totally nonchalant demons who are just right. like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> it's stuff like that. That's yeah. very funny. Um, if we want, I, I mean, do... some of the, a lot of the notes I have written down are just moments that I thought were funny. Um, yeah, if we there's can, a lot of good goofs in this movie. Like do some of that. The song they play at the beginning Welcome to the Goof the Zone. We're just going to talk yeah. about the goofs. <laughs> yeah. This is where it becomes the Chris Farley show. We're like, remember when he did that? That was awesome. <laughs> this is um, the part of the podcast where we just recite vines that we think are funny. It's <laughs> yeah, like that, exactly. but for in the movie. <laughs> but I love, I love Keanu playing the theremin. And there's that moment where he like picks it up off the floor and starts like swinging it at Ted, like playing theremin yeah. music with like, <laughs> with like Bill. Uh, Keanu is Ted. Alex Winters is Bill. Yeah. Where he, like, just, like, picks it up off the floor and starts swinging it at Bill's head, like, playing the theremin with yeah. your <laughs> Like, it's, like, head. how you would, like, with the guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's, really, it's good. really funny. And I love... And I'm glad that, like, the way they pitch it in the trailer is, like, oh, and then they just play some fucking garbage. That's not music. But I like that in this... Yeah. In the movie, it is, like, a song. It's, like, a weird song yeah, that's not very good. good. Yeah. And, like, pretty esoteric and weird. But it, like, is music that I believe that somebody would write, yeah. you know? Um, which I think is just important. Because it's really hard. It's one yeah. of those things that movies do sometimes where it's, like, oh. It's, like, fucking Ross on Friends, you know? It's, like, in a lot of stories, you don't buy that somebody would make that and be, like, pretty cool, right? Like, nobody... Oh, yeah. Would think nobody, even if you're making that thing, you would never think that was cool, <laughs> you know? Just to be um, clear, you're talking about the episode of Friends where Ross 
gets into keyboard music like he was in high school, but it's all just, yeah. like, animal sound effects and helicopter noises, correct? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to explain that reference. You can't be like, it's like, like Ross from Friends. That's like a reoccurring Friends joke, isn't it? It's not just the one episode. I, it, 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 they make jokes that he was, like, into, high, into music and, in like, high school and college, but, like, the joke that right. it's, like, all helicopter noises is only in that <laughs> so, one episode. Right. Which, and maybe I shouldn't use that as an example, because that's pretty funny. <laughs> but, like... It's pretty funny. It, yeah. It just depends keeps, on the like, circumstances. He keeps, like, I feel hitting, like, if like Bill beats and Ted... for, like, emphasis, but it's, like, a moose yeah. sound effect. It's pretty funny. But, like, <laughs> I feel like if Bill and Ted went up there and played helicopter noises, like, I wouldn't yeah. buy that. I'd be like, I don't think these guys would think yeah. that is cool. Um, it's, like, music. It's musicians. weird music, but it is music. Anyway. Um, yeah. There's this moment where... Um, they're like thinking they're like kind of thinking about breaking up when they're in the garage like having that conversation like what if this isn't going anywhere what if we were wrong and keanu's like but what about our no uh bill is like oh but what about our fans and keanu's like i think bob and wendy will understand (laughs) like it's just yeah no he's like (laughs) like they're two and those aren't we haven't heard from stacy in like 10 years and it's like those are their three fans they know them by name which yeah. is relatable yeah let's look at our chat right now uh, let's see who's chiming in um, <laughs> but um but i as much as we don't like the kind of the end of this movie where it's like oh everyone throughout time plays along and that's how they learn to love the payoff of that which is jesus christ playing the cowbell is very good <laughs> that's it's a pretty very good, good goo. i like that yeah. also um, there's the moment where they go back to the present to talk to their wives after they find out that everything's bad in the future between them. And they're like, we win. Yeah. Just like they have this like breathless description of like shitty future them <laughs> where they're like, we went yeah. to the future and they said that we were divorced and they sucked and they were really mean to us. It's like just, it's in the delivery <laughs> is really funny. Like a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's really good. Um, that whole, I wish, I wish they did a little bit more goofs with the couples therapy because I think that's so funny where they go right, to couples yeah. therapy and the and the lady's just like, don't you think it's a little weird that your wives separately brought up the idea of couples therapy and yet <laughs> you two showed up here together? Do you not see how that's weird? And they're like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a very is... funny scenario. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good comedy. But I feel like they don't. They don't. Yeah, it's a good comedic bit. But they just. I feel like they don't play it up as much as they should. And then they just um, kind of like. It just kind of becomes a plot point that they're in couples therapy rather than the joke being that. Right. Bill and Ted and their wives are in couples therapy, and they never they never poke fun at the fact that Bill and Ted's wives never separate either and also tend to say we like right they never hold up the mirror and i think it's funny and they don't um i also i think it's kind of interesting how like in the first two movies they're very much meant to be these like totally like vacuous teenagers and it's like when they do stupid things you like kind of buy that they're not thinking it through and they like just don't really have the intelligence to come up with a better plan than what they did but, you know, in this movie where they're, like, 50, it's harder to buy that. But I think they thread an important... Bit, yeah. I think they thread an important needle, which is, like, all the problem-solving they do in this movie is super frantic. 
and it doesn't feel like they're just oh, yeah. stupid. It feels like they're just moving at a million miles an hour, and they don't have time to like really think through what they're about to do. Yeah, and that's it feels why like it they're overwhelmed and they have a deadline. Yeah, yeah, that's why the the thing is like we have to do something that they wouldn't remember, and they're like <laughs> bucket on our head, and then they just go like they, <laughs> they don't have do time yeah. to like. Yeah, they don't have time to, like, be like, is this a good idea? They're like, we have to do it because the police are outside and the world's going to end in 20 minutes. So they're just like, we got to <laughs> right, go. Yeah. Um, although I think in all the times when they are, um, when Billy and Thea are, like, going back in time and, like, rounding up the musicians to help inspire their dads. Um, yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in those, but I don't... We talked a lot about why we like the performances from the actors who play all the ancient people in Bill and Ted, because they yeah. are so naturalistic and unaffected. Like, those performances are so yeah. weirdly grounded and, like, yeah. subdued. Yeah. They don't feel... In a movie where everything is big and ridiculous, all of the historical figures are, like, super restrained, and there's something hilarious yeah. about that. And I don't think this yeah. movie quite nails that as well. Like, I think, no, I think I Jimi think... Hendrix is really good, but the guy who plays mm -hmm. Louis Armstrong is, like, giving such a weird, affected performance where he's like, Hey, I'm yeah. Louis Armstrong! And you're like, I don't buy this. Like... Yeah, to be fair, I don't know enough about Louis Armstrong to be like, that's a bad impression, but it feels like a bad impression. Bad. Well, like, it's, I don't even care if it's a good impression. I just don't believe that yeah, he's, like, a real guy, you know? A real person, yeah. And I do think they're... They do choose a weird collection of people. And I would argue that they maybe go too far back in time i mean there's also the problem that it is the b plot so we're not focusing on that as much so we right. don't see the historical figures as much so we don't get as many good goofs as we did in the original movie because like that was pretty much the a plot was the thing going on with the historical figures but so like uh, the girl on the lady who plays the drums i can't remember her name because it's like thok or something but yeah the caveman like yeah i feel like that was too far back in time. I think it's funny <laughs> yeah. that, like, Mozart, like, I think it's funny that Mozart, like, likes her, and, like, every time they're, like, standing next to each other and he's, like, holding her hand or something, I think that's funny right. and cute, but, like, it's, it, like, nobody else has any character interactions, nobody else does anything else, and, like, right. the lady who plays the flute is, like, it's, like, oh, we didn't even think that she existed because she's so far back in time, but it's, like, not only is she she's so far removed, it's like, it's, I, I don't know. I feel it was just a weird cast to choose. Yeah. Especially because we wouldn't have time to develop them fully. Right. And that's the, that's the slippery slope of that because, like, the reality is, is that, like, real structured written music wasn't really a thing until, like... For that long, yeah. Like, medieval times, basically. And I might, mm -hmm. I might be missing out on something, but, like, the idea of, like, music not just being Written an... repeatable music. Yeah, like, not just being, like, an improvisable sort of communal experience, instead being, like, notated and written and performed was, like, way back in, like, you know, like, monasteries and monks and stuff like that were the first people yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. As far as I know... 
I my worst fear is that somebody's gonna be like, actually, um, in Africa they were doing it forever, and you just don't know because uh, you Since have a whitewashed beginning. version yeah. of history, which could may be true. And they I just will I guess right. I just yeah. <laughs> I guess I just want to get out in front of that. From what I know, yeah. <laughs> the earliest examples that I am aware of is like monks in England, like writing and notating music. Um, but but yeah. So I anyway, guess, I guess they are monks. Yeah. Point is, is like I, I think. Go ahead. This is totally unrelated, and we can cut okay. it out of the podcast. But like, whenever I think of monks, I always think of like in Indian culture or like Asian cultures. I don't. I guess like the Friar Tuck guy. I, he's a monk, right? Yeah, they're monks. It's the same thing. They're monks. I get. Yeah. <laughs> are none? Do nuns count as monks? No, because it's like thing. the same thing, kind of. Are they a different thing? But like, it's like the same. It's like, I mean, the structure of religion yeah. was very different one thousand five hundred years ago. <laughs> no, that what? That's not true. Um, Jackson just is <laughs> Um. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Having any person who lives in any society ever being like, "Oh, I really look up to this caveman." Is like I no, let's not do that one. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, think, so. I don't, I don't think, think that's so. how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, um, anybody who existed after cavemen existed wouldn't be like, oh, that one caveman. That's not how that works. No, no. We um, forgot and, them. <laughs> and it's like it's a weird thing because as much as I love these things that are just goofy and don't make sense in these movies, I weirdly yeah don't want the historical figures to be a part of that part of the thing that makes the the first movie so funny is that the historical figures are played so straight and so realistic even though the rest of the movie is so goofy that's what makes that work so when that goofiness starts to leak into the historical figures in this one it doesn't have the same effect maybe we're crazy but i feel like we agree on that yeah (laughs) No, I totally agree on that. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, there's something lacking. Like, I love... The only thing that's kind of, like, similar to that... We don't get a lot of character moments, period. I think one of the few character moments that we do get that I really like is, like, that kind of, like, musical duel that Jimi Hendrix and Mozart have. I think that seems right. really fun. Because yeah, at cool. first, Mozart's like, what the fuck is happening? But then he's <laughs> like, I can play the piano better than this motherfucker. Like, I, like, I just love <laughs> yeah. how, like, the energy of the scene evolves. And, like, at the end, when he, like, comes up to see Jimi Hendrix, he's just, like, a little bit pissed off. He's like, who the fuck is coming in here and playing my music better than me? And, like, right, walks yeah. out. Like, I love that little scene, but it's, like, the only scene we get like that. Yeah. There's not, there's not there's enough There's also that rapper dude who's, there's also that rapper dude who's here who's, like, a real person. Who, yeah, first Kid of all, Cuddy. I don't, I, I don't know who he is. Sorry. Yeah. I don't listen to modern music. But like, no, also, he's not he like an especially popular musician. He doesn't do any music in the movie. He doesn't even like rap or do any music. Yeah. They just like ask him some questions about space time, which is pretty funny. But like, he never does any music for a musician. Yeah, I mean, sort of the joke is that Kid Cudi is like this like twenty two year old rapper. But he, like, knows more than anybody about quantum physics, and they keep coming to him with quantum physics questions, which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I it's can't help funny. but think that, like, the whole thing would play better if it was, like, Kendrick Lamar 
or like Jay Z. Yeah. Like I think or that like bit even, would play so much. Even Lil Nas X, like. Yeah, like if it were somebody one that we know. Yeah, if it were somebody that I like genuinely could believe, like, oh, they had a monumental impact on music going forward. I'd be like, not only is this funnier, but it also just works better in the con, like in the story. No, yeah. I mean, and obviously it would be very hard to get Kendrick Lamar to be a supporting actor in fucking Bill and Ted 3. I understand that. I'm just saying it would have been better. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm sure who's, Keith Cuddy was the best Anybody who's done get. a concert in Fortnite would probably do it. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, like Travis Scott. Relevance. Yeah, like Travis yeah. Scott would be funny. Um, anyway, um... There were, oh. Just pick somebody funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I also think that uh, oh, there's also this moment where they're talking to themselves in the mansion, and they like pull guns on themselves, and they're like, oh whoa, you don't have to pull a gun on us. They're like, oh really? We don't. Well, look, look what happens when we don't. And they put the gun away, and the other two just start running immediately, and they put the guns back up. They're like, yeah. see, <laughs> it's just a good bit. <laughs> we do it's have a very. To. Yeah. It's like a very, like, 30 Rock style joke, and I just think it's funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, well, it's the two parts of this movie that, like, got me, like, emotionally for some reason. Because they make the joke where, like, Ted, or Bill sees other Bill, and he, like, hugs him. And then Ted sees other Ted, and he's, like, kind of, like, awkward around him. So it's, like, it's one of those plot points that I don't, like, really play around with. It's like, oh... Ted's got some issues with his own self-esteem and how he sees himself. Like, that's right. rough. But, like, that scene where they're talking to, like, them on, like, their deathbed, and, like, that scene where, like, Ted's, like, to younger Ted, he's like, I'm so sorry when I let you down, and Ted's like, you never let me down, man. It's like, oh, why am I crying? Why is this so compelling? (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's really good. (laughs) And, like, I like that, I don't know, I think that is the best part of the movie, is all the goofy stuff Mm -hmm. where they're going further forward in time and meeting them selves in increasingly hilariously mm. bad circumstances it's like the yeah. first time they go forward they're like living in a van and they're divorced and they're like oh no and the next time they're like <laughs> totally like homeless con artists who are like pretending to live in dave yeah. Will's mansion and like pulling guns on themselves they're like oh shit that's even worse and the next one <laughs> the they song. go forward they're in prison and they're both like super jacked and like tattooed all over yeah. themselves and they're like this is how bad it's gotten they're like oh no so i think all of that <laughs> oh, fuck. and it's like all of that is like weird goofy time travel stuff that doesn't like totally make sense unless you think it through all the way and that is i think yeah. like the heart of what i wanted this movie to be and there is some of that in this part which i think is great uh which I, so I, I don't know, I guess I just, I don't want to diminish that that is my favorite part of the movie. Like, that stuff is all great yeah. to me. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. What do you think about, I think, Jackson, um, I think you actually like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I st- I mean, like I said, I'm very annoyed by all this No, I don't. That I, <laughs> that, I, that I said I don't like. What do you think about Kristen Schaal being in this movie? Yeah. I don't know actor names. Who is that? Louise. Oh, yeah. I... See, her presence just immediately takes me out of all movies. Yeah. Because I'm immediately like, oh, it's her. Instead of being like, oh, here's a character. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, it's her. Like, you know. Like, I feel like she, she is one of those people that, like, in animation, 
she doesn't take me out of it because it's a level of separation. I'm not looking at her because she, she's she's a good voice actress and she's good mm-hmm. at making herself sound different. But she's got such, like, the way that she sounds is, like, so specific that whenever she plays a character, unless she's changing her voice in some way, which she usually is for animation, it's just right. like, oh, it's it's Christian. Like, there's no... <laughs> right. It's, yeah, there's, I, no, there's no way around it. It's her. <laughs> yeah, and I think... I. I don't know. I, I don't think she was the right pick for that role in this movie. I think... Yeah, I don't believe her as Rufus's daughter. And I think it's yeah. solely because I recognize her as an actress, you know? Yeah. Not only do I not... For, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to say because, like, Kristen Schaal is obviously not, like, a A-list movie star that, like, everybody in the world would recognize. Only people who are, like, fairly invested in, like... Fairly invested in, like, She's culture. in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but she's yeah. not, like, a household name, is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. Um, yeah. And I also think that there are probably some actors in the first two Bill and Ted movies that we might know if we lived in 1990. Granted. Yeah, yeah. But in general, I think Thank that you. a lot of what is charming about the first two is how little star power there is attached to them you know it's like this weird thing where it's like it weirdly just sort of i don't know it's it's a it has a weird effect on the experience in the sense that it we talked about it with the historical figures but with everybody else too there's a certain believability to just like not knowing the names of all the actors besides you know the two leads Um, yeah i mean it it does make it feel more real because it doesn't like not to say that like oh it's reality because i don't know right like i still know it's a movie with actors but like it Mm. it, there is we've talked about before that like when you see an actor it's hard you kind you can't separate that actor from every other character that they've been you kind of have to like acknowledge it and move on and accept them as something new now so mm-hmm. like not having to do that at all with the original Bill and Ted's is so cool because you're just taking in new information and new characters right. without having that kind of double think in the back of your head. Like you don't, you don't have to go, oh, that's Dwayne the Rock Johnson as <laughs> George Washington. You can just be like, oh, that's <laughs> right. George Washington. You know. Yeah. And I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson should have played George Washington. <laughs> See, and yeah, that would have been funny. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's, but can, yeah, no, I don't know. you I can't just, say that. You were saying the opposite. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And I, as, I'm getting in my own head about this line of criticism because, like, it's weird. I, I, I think that, you know, what you're describing is a real effect. But I also think that it's, like, in Bill and Ted the world is very goofy except for the historical figures and Mm -hmm. like i'm basically i'm just trying to figure out if i'm only saying that because the first bill and ted was that way if i actually believe that in the abstract or if i just want it to be more like the first bill and ted does that make sense i mean i think it's a fair criticism to say about a sequel of Bill and Ted that you want it yeah. to be like the way that Bill and Ted felt. I think that's <laughs> a valid enough. criticism. Whether yeah. like if you would say that about another movie, I think doesn't matter because we're talking right. about a sequel to Bill and Ted. Right, right, right. Um there is, uh, let me look at my notes. Oh, 
the guy who plays Death is so funny mm-hmm. in both of the movies that he he's is. in. He fucking kills yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I, if we can go back to Bogus Journey for a second, like the scene where they're <laughs> beating Death at all these stupid games is so fucking yeah, like good. Twister. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like playing on this whole like Seventh Seal thing where they're like, you have to beat me in a challenge and they choose like battleship and then yeah. they just cut to like yeah. this is from a not from this movie from the last one but they cut to kill and dead and death on opposite sides of this long table playing battleship and yeah. you can hear the like sound editing of like the little click clack of the little pegs on the board like yeah echoing super loudly in the giant chamber it's so yeah. funny um, I love it when they do. They the joke is that they keep beating him at games, but he's like, "Oh, best one out of whatever." Like, "Oh no, I have to play right. again." That's like the recurring joke. So they keep playing like more and more ridiculous games until he's like, "All right, you right. beat me." But they just have this shot where it's like a montage of like all the different games, and there's a shot of just like a zoom in on like those old like football like hover games where you would like <laughs> right, take yeah. the guys around and you would like play football, I guess. I don't even know what the rules for those things were, but it's just, like, a zoom in on one of the pieces as it, like, glides across the floor and then you can just see, like, Death's face, like, so close, and then he just, like, gets so pissed and, like, yeah, (laughs) he, like, tosses the whole game. It's, like, it's good. It's really funny. (laughs) And he's so good at playing the, like, gravitas in his, like, opening scene of, like, really truly, like, being Death and feeling, like, this figure that's, like, imposing and scary. And then just slowly but surely wearing away at that until he becomes the bassist in their band you know in a way that doesn't feel like like there's like a substantial jump at any point he just like he glides into it so perfectly and he's like yeah my ass is pretty nice also thank you it's like okay death whatever you say (laughs) but it's like he's just also good in this movie he's doing the same kind of thing yeah, he's got the vibes, and I think this is just from me experiencing my own circle of pop culture. I mean, like he, he feels like when people make fun of Lord Voldemort, like in a funny way, like he feels like that. But like he feels like it. He he does it so effectively, where like he does start as like this imposing, like serious character, but then when you make that stupid, it's so much funnier. Like when <laughs> right, yeah, he's like wearing the dress, and he goes up to God, and he's like. They beat me. I'm sorry. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> like, it's just a total, like, destruction of a serious character into something silly. Right. It's just so satisfying and humorous. It's right. funny. Um, I think Did we're I just about... The joke good enough? <laughs> yeah. I think we're just about ready to wrap now? up. But, um, Adeline, last thing I want to ask. What did you think of yes. the credits? I honestly, I really liked it. Like, I it's do you? Very I didn't like it at all. Over, I thought it was the totally the wrong vibe. I, I, it, it maybe was wrong. I just, I don't know. I thought it was sweet. So basically, they do that thing where it's like the what saved the world wasn't the song; it was all of us playing together. And then it ends, and then they have like this like montage of like different people like on their like recordings of different people like playing music and dressing up as Bill and Ted and like all these things and like dancing and like. Maybe it's the wrong vibe, but I liked it. It was sweet. <laughs> I needed it. Listen, it's 2020. It was just nice to know that humanity still exists. <laughs> I liked it. 
Okay. All right. Fair enough. Was it pandering? Maybe. Was it was it cheesy? just like yes. Yeah. Did I like it and cry a little bit? Also, yes. So. I just thought it was. I don't. I just thought it was the wrong kind of cheesy. Like, I'm okay, I'm all for it being like cheesy and sweet at the end. I just it felt like incongruous. It was not. It was not same energy. It was different energy. You didn't like. You didn't like the Weezer song over the credits. Uh, the Weezer song is fine. I don't know. Um, it's a pretty good Weezer song. I like it. Um, it's a good Weezer song. Oh, and the post-credit scene. I thought I thought that was funny. I mean, I was so I, weirded out by it. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> like, well, it's I don't. We live in a world where we expect end end credit scenes now, right. even for movies that aren't Marvel movies. And I don't uh-huh. know how that happened, but we just do now, what even do for Marvel movies, movies that like, don't popular. get a sequel. Well, they were very popular, but like even for movies that like aren't going to get a sequel theoretically, right? Uh, like we still expect them. But I don't know. I thought it was funny. It's just old man Bill and Ted playing the guitar. I just love it when at the end where Bill's like, "I gotta sit down." Sorry, because <laughs> like I think it's funny. It's like literally you just cut back to Bill and Ted as old people from a scene earlier in the movie, and uh, yeah. they're like hey, uh, let's get up. And it's like, okay. And they get up and they strap on their guitars and they play a funny guitar solo and they sit back down and you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just funny. I don't know, I don't know what you <laughs> What I think was funny is like the opening line of it where he's like, Ted, are you dead yet? It's like, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I'll that's give it up for that bit. part. But in general, that's... I did not think that post credit scene uh deserved to exist <laughs> what's yeah, the phrase not, i'm looking no, it's for it's not necessary it didn't justify its it's own existence just... yeah exactly um like every single disney remake it did not justify its own existence <laughs> right. do you okay so mulan is only home viewing now they took it they decided not to go theaters should we that's a I don't want to pay fifty dollars for fucking It's thirty dollars. We could split well, it. But we it's could do 30, fifteen it's bucks. Forty dollars. I. That's still a lot. That's a lot see, of money, Jackson. I don't know. I guess we'll like, just. Like I get. I get what you're saying. That like it'll be the hot topic. But like next next month, let's see if there's a new release that we want to do. If there's not, maybe yeah. we can go back and do Mulan. Or I don't know. Maybe we can do. I'm sure there'll be, we could do the new Charlie Kaufman movie on Netflix, maybe, or that movie where Robert Pattinson plays a weird preacher, you know, that one on Netflix. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, this is a inside baseball discussion that is not for anybody but us. So, um, I didn't. We're going to cut it out of the finished podcast. Yeah, probably will. Um, I'm going to look up a review. <laughs> Exclusive content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in to see Jackson and Adeline plan the future of the podcast. Not like in an exciting way. Just talk about what they should do. One movie they probably don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Alex Winter aged incredibly. Like in some yeah. shots, he still looks like he's 20. Like, yeah. in other shots, like, you can definitely see, like, the wrinkles in his face. But, like, from some angles, he aged really well. Okay, I found a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, Alex Winter is a weird guy. Um, because, like, he basically, he was in, like, a handful of movies, like, around Bill and Ted. Like, a year or two 
like on either side. And he was very much into, yeah. we'll probably put this in the podcast. He was very much into like sort of, I'm trying to think how to describe the kind of humor I'm thinking of, like sort of Gen X underground counterculture sort of humor. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm imagining, like, a drawing in a notebook of a guy with a bunch of warts all over his face. <laughs> do you, do you yeah, get the vibe like I'm the describing? Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, like, yeah. garbage pale kids. Um, and, dumpster. um... <laughs> dumpster pale kids. Um, <laughs> and so he did that for a little while. And then, I don't know if it was, like, because he couldn't get work or because he just decided he didn't want to anymore. He just sort of stopped being an actor for a really long time. But he has always yeah. been, like, really, really politically active. Like, he is, like, a really super interesting Twitter follow because he basically, I mean, I don't know what he does, like, for a living, but he he has been, like, a, like a democratic, like, political activist for, like, decades now. Like, he's <laughs> just been around, like, as a... Long enough. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, he hasn't had an acting career but he just that's kind of what his mm -hmm. whole deal has been and now he's coming back for this which is cool and i'm happy for him but it's like i i have to wonder yeah. like if he wants to be in movies or if he's happy doing whatever he's doing to support himself he's probably i don't i don't know for certain but i have a suspicion he could fucking make bank on the like in the con circuit yeah um, oh yeah i mean i think I was just gonna. I don't. I don't know how like the con circuit is like seen by like people in the industry. If it's like if you're doing really well, do you do the con circuit, or if <laughs> right. like the con circuit is like what you do when something has gone wrong? Right. Like I don't know how it's seen. I mean, I think there is a certain kind of person who is not necessarily an unsuccess unsuccessful artist who is like known for one thing and can't quite like actually get it back together in their own right again. I think of like, I mean, it's, it's a weird example, but Stan Lee is absolutely that like that guy, like the okay. last 10 years has been fucking everywhere. Like I remember my oh, local yeah. comic book store in Vancouver, Washington, like once every two years, they would be like, Oh yeah, Stan Lee's coming by. He's not like going to say hi to people. Cause he's a million years old and he might die if you touch him wrong. But like, we're doing this thing where, like... You look at him wrong. Yeah, he's gonna be here, and he's gonna sign a bunch of comic books, and you have to kind of give them to us, but he'll he'll come through, and he'll sign them. And it was, like, the comic book store in, like, Beaverton. Yeah, and you're like, the local comic book store. Okay, I guess. So like, I that's think, awesome, but, like... I mean, part of that... I feel like part of that is, like, end-of-career stuff, which is yeah. different, where it's, like... I ain't got nothing left to yeah. lose. I'm just gonna go to every single Comic-Con that I can. Like, yeah. you know... No, like, and... The better example I think anymore? is the better example I think is Lou Ferrigno. Like that's one of those guys mm. that I always see on every con poster ever. It feels like like no matter yeah. what convention I'm looking at and thinking about going to, like Lou Ferrigno is always one of the special guests. Um, <laughs> always down to clown. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those weird things. I don't know, but I don't know. I guess I shouldn't talk that way because I don't know if Alex Winter has actually been doing that. I should look it up before I just start talking, but. Uh, I feel like he could. He could definitely clean up on that on that circuit. Uh, yeah. So, Adeline, do you want to hear a one-star review yes. of Bill and Ted Face the Music? <laughs> I do. Well, I don't, this... but I will. <laughs> this review comes from Letterboxd.com. Uh, this person says, 
My son is crying now. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Emily McMurray. (laughs) And this is No Nerds Allowed. (laughs) There are no nerds allowed. My son's crying now. Thanks a lot. Look what what you did to my son. Is he scared? Talk to me or my son ever again. Bill and Ted face the music.